Clothes that don't fit you mock you in the morning, but they don't motivate you during the day. The way you get dressed in the morning sets the tone for your entire day. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. If you've been following along my minimalist journey, you may have heard me talk about how my entire life-transforming journey all started in my closet. As a former shopaholic, my closet was one of the places where I went to basically dump all my biggest limiting beliefs about myself, but I didn't realize it until I went through this massive transformation and decluttering process of my closet. Basically, what I did was grab the clothes that I always wanted to wear, set them aside, and then threw everything into a donation pile. That's why I'm really excited to be able to talk, shop, is that, is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be talking shop today with Jen from Everyday Style. She is a woman who has helped transform so many women's life and wardrobe and the way that they think about style. Uh, you know, I always was kind of in the belief when I first started minimalism that style and minimalism didn't go together. Like I couldn't like my wardrobe or what I wore and still be a minimalist. Today's conversation will totally flip that belief on its head because it was never true to begin with. Jen gives you so many new ways to think about how we dress ourselves, why there is so much value in feeling confident in what we wear, and how being stylish doesn't necessarily mean being trendy. If you have ever felt like you walk into your closet and you have nothing to wear, even though you are surrounded by clothes, you are definitely going to want to sit in on today's interview. Hi, Jen. Hi, Renee. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on today. I am excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself um, and about your business and what you do? Absolutely. I'm Jennifer Mackey Mary. My business is Everyday Style. We help 
regular everyday women feel extraordinary. We offer styling classes. We offer capsule wardrobe guides, and we have a podcast, the Everyday Style School. And the reason we do this is that we believe that women deserve to feel fantastic every single day, rather than waiting for those days where like all conditions are perfect for style, right? Like you're going to a restaurant where you don't have to park far so you can wear high shoes or, yes. you know, the weather is right at the pumpkin patch and you can wear the flannel instead of like a t-shirt because it's still 85 degrees. What we have found, what I have found over the years is that we wait for these perfect moments to have style. And then we spend the rest of our time, which is really like 95% of our lives the, in the everyday, not loving the way we look, not feeling confident, not having those cute style moments, not catching a second glimpse of yourself, like in a store window and be like, that girl's cute. Oh wait, that's me. Right? Like if you have yeah. ever caught a glimpse in a mirror and then like, I love her outfit. And then you realize it's you like, that is the moment we want women to have like at the grocery store, at the grocery store. So I started my business about 10 years ago as a one-on-one -on -one stylist in the DC area. And then when we moved back to Minnesota, I decided to take it all online. I was already doing capsule wardrobe guides, which show women what to put together for an entire season. We show you what to buy, where to get it and how to put it all together to make it really easy to get dressed every day. One thing we know is that when life gets hard or busy or stressful, and I think every woman is nodding her head like, yes, that's my life. When, when life gets busy, style flies, falls by the wayside, right? Like it just seems like another thing on your to-do list. And we don't want it to be that way. We want women to have wardrobes that are full of good stuff that anything you pull out is fantastic and practical for the way you really live. Yeah. So I would love for you to clarify, because I think a lot of times if people hear like, you should look, look great or think about your style every day. A lot of people can be really overwhelmed. Like, well, I don't want to wear heels or dress up nice every day. You know, they kind of, yeah. especially for people like I work from home, mm -hmm. people have that idea. Like, I don't want to have to dress up at home every day or look nice, but you're saying fitting, creating a style that fits your lifestyle. Absolutely. Dressing well does not mean dressing up. It does not okay. mean dressing up. You can have, if you're a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl, have cute jeans and t-shirts. If you're a, I, I'm a sneaker person. I have not worn heels in, I don't know how long. My life just doesn't lend itself to that, right? Like, the nicest restaurant in my town, I'm kind of overdressed in nice sneakers, right? Yeah. So I don't have this like glitzy, glamorous lifestyle, but I'm well-dressed all the time. And it's not about, I have to be in heels and dresses and accessorized. It's about having clothes that fit you well, flatter you, have a little style to them and are practical for the, the way you really live. I remember being in a fitting room with a client a hundred years ago and she, a lot of women would come to me when they wanted to up their style. And a lot of them were coming out of like the baby years, you know, kind of that baby haze where you're like, oh, I can't put on anything other than yoga pants and t-shirts. Yeah. And they want to put themselves back together again. And I understand it's, it's a big investment to hire someone to help you do that. So we were in a fitting room, it was loft and she really wanted like these dress pants. She was, and I said, okay, are you going to, this is what you're going to reach for. Like on a daily basis, she's like, yeah, I think I will. And I said, okay, on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, when you've got nothing on your calendar, you're going to sit on the floor and play with your kids in dress pants. And she's like, no, I said, okay, so if we leave today and we buy dress pants, 
and you don't reach for them, what are you going to pull out of your closet on a Tuesday? And I'll tell you why I picked Tuesday in a minute. Yeah. But she's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I probably just pull on like my leggings and exactly, exactly. If you put clothes into your closet for the way you really don't live, you're going to revert to the way we're always going to revert to what's practical. So why can't we just have stylish, practical things? That's, that's the answer. I buy better versions of the things you're actually wearing. That's there you go. I've given you my entire business secret. <laughs> it's just simply buy better versions of the things you're actually wearing. We yeah, live I in love the, that. We live in the age of athleisure, the greatest time to be alive for yes. women who live a casual lifestyle. You do not have to be frumpy. Even if you're like, all I do is go to the gym and the grocery store. Fantastic. You can be just chic as anything yeah. given what's out there today. And it doesn't have to cost a fortune. So let's talk about Tuesday real quick. Cause I wanted to share why I say Tuesday. Everyone starts out the week. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to get dressed. <laughs> and, and Monday you're like, okay, that was a little uncomfortable Tuesday. <laughs> you're like, oh, the heck with this. Just know I'm going to right. So don't buy yeah. for Monday, buy for Tuesday. What are you actually wearing on a Tuesday? We sort of get energy as the week goes on. By, fr- by Thursday, you're putting cute outfits on again. Friday, you're like, yes. okay, right? But Tuesday, Tuesday's <laughs> the worst style day. So buy for Tuesday. Buy for things that make you feel cute on Tuesday. That's very smart. I was actually thinking about that kind of thing today. I'm like, my, I mean, I've been wearing sweats all day and today I have like an actual shirt on. <laughs> but why do you think, why do you think we do that? Like, and I think it might just be mostly women, but where we're like, feel like we need to dress up or we need to dress nicer. Why do you think we have that mentality? Because I think if you look at even a lot of influencers, everyone is showing these super cute outfits all the time. And they seem to have children and they seem to have clean houses and they seem to have all these things. So why can't we do it too? But I know, I know a lot of these influencers put on the outfit, take the picture and then go change back into comfortable things. Yeah. They seem to, right? They seem to, right? I mean, friends, social media is 100% like seem to. It yes. is seem to. So let that idea go. Don't compare their best moment to like your everyday. That's not, that's not fair. Um, and I think this whole idea of should, should is what kills your style because you're like, oh, I should wear blouses instead of t-shirts. So you go and you buy blouses and then you're like, but I hate feeling restricted as I'm playing with my kids or, you know, this doesn't feel right on the soccer field watching. It just, it doesn't make sense for your lifestyle. So you don't wear it. And, right. and should is the ultimate killer of style. It really is. When you, when you buy things that you think you should have instead of things that you absolutely love, you're going to end up with a closet full of clothes. You just don't want to wear. Yeah, that's so true. And so I love what we were talking before because you came up with a really good metaphor where, you know, we were, you were saying like people go into their closet and expect new clothes to just appear. And I, you know, like going into the pantry and I'm like, expect to have like the best junk foodiest snack ever, but I didn't buy the ju- best yeah. junk foodiest snack ever. Yeah. You know? um, but I love the example you said where, you know, we, we want to be a kale girl, but we're not, we're not we're a, a Dorito girl. girl. We're a Dorito <laughs> girl. So first of all, I call that 
the flipping portal, right? When you're flipping through your closet and maybe if you get going fast enough, like <laughs> it'll take you to this portal of, of a girl with a better closet than yours. It won't, <laughs> it won't. You can flip as long and fast as you want, but it's not going to materialize. But, but yeah, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you're looking at the snacks and you're like, Oh, I, I, I like, I love like tortilla chips and salsa as a nighttime snack. Oh, maybe I should buy those. And you go, no, no, I should be eating kale. So you go and you buy the kale and then it's eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. We'll stick with our terrible Tuesdays. And you're standing there and you really want a snack and you're like, I don't want to eat kale. I wish I had some tortilla chips. Right? Right. That's who you really are by the tortilla chips. Now that does not mean, it doesn't mean that you should just eat nothing but tortilla chips. It doesn't mean that you should buy the worst of what's out there. That's my whole thing. Buy better versions of the things you already want to wear. Buy the better Doritos. I don't know. Are there better Doritos? I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they probably have some with like weird colors or whatever, but buy better versions of the things you want to. So maybe you buy like baked tortilla chips instead. Those little incremental changes to the way you really live and the way you really dress those are the things that stick. Those are the things that you can really upgrade your style and still feel like yourself. You know, those makeover shows, oh, I hate them. I hate them so much. I remember one and it was Trini and Susanna. I don't know if you know Trini and Susanna. They're the original what not to wear girls. They're British and I love them. They are like, they're my idols. I adore them. But they did this Oprah show years ago and they took this woman, she's a firefighter and a, a, you know, home with her young children. And she was like slumping sh- around in like her husband's sweatpants, right? What, not even cute sweats, just her, and her hair is always in a bun and no makeup. And they took her, she walked out on stage and she had on these, you know, high heeled sandals and flare jeans and this, this little strappy top with these long chiffon panels. How long do you think that lasted? Yeah. The second she she left that stage, (laughs) right? Or she broke a heel in the mulch at the park or used one of those pretty chiffon panels to wipe a nose. Like it wasn't practical for the way she really lived. And those moments, we have to get over makeover moments. We have to. I love that. A lot of women used to ask me like, why don't you have more pictures on your site of before and afters? Because they weren't that transformational outside. They were incredibly transformational inside. I remember a client, she came to me and her husband, her husband surprised her with a weekend in New York city at Christmas time. Like, Oh, they were staying at the plaza. Oh yeah. She didn't didn't want to go. She didn't want to go because she had nothing to wear. Okay. Heartbreaking. This is why I do what I do because if I can get women excited for their lives instead of not wanting to go because they don't have pants, I will have done my, my work in life. So she called me and I said, okay, wear your favorite outfit. Wear something that represents you. And she came and she was in the sloppiest skinny jeans I've ever seen. And like this stretched out turtleneck sweater and tall boots. And you know, it just, the whole thing was just frumpy and dated. And so we put her in a boyfriend jean and booties and a fair isle turtleneck sweater it was literally the same outfit she had fair isle sweater jeans and boots same thing just better versions and she felt completely different so these big makeover moments they might be fun on on oprah and they might be fun on you know on tiktok or whatever but they're not 
they don't do anything in real life. So let's let go of that and just be the best you you can and buy better versions of the things you're already wearing. I love that. And you're right. I will, you know, I don't have, like, I don't really watch TV often, but when I get my nails done, it's always on. Yeah. And they had like a makeover show. They had a person from a make a previous makeover show and they brought her back and were basically like, let's see if she stuck with it. And she didn't because no. it, wasn't, it wasn't her. No. So what do you think? Like, I think it's something that all of us struggle with. Or a lot of us struggle with men and women is not wanting to give ourselves permission to just be ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we have to be an updated version or we have to be the influencer type. You know, that's a really great question. And I don't know that I have the answer, but what I can say is the more you love how you look and the more you love what you wear, the less you care if anybody else does. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I I share Like when I first started, I love talking to you because my minimalist journey started in my closet. When I started, I walked into my closet and thought, what do I reach for every day? What are the things I always want to wear? I grabbed those things and I just chucked the rest. You know, it was like this big moment of, I'm so sick of dressing for other people. I'm so sick of buying stuff based on a price tag or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have, do you is that something you come across with a lot of your clients where I was oh. a clearance rack shopper? If it's cheap, oh, the, oh, don't get me started on clearance. We're, <laughs> we're going to go there, huh? We're going to go there. Uh, one, one thing I want to say first though, is when you get caught in that, that whole dressing for other people. And I, I remember a client and she saw these pants she loved and she didn't want to try them on. She's like, what would people think? And it was, it was before leather leggings were something like grandmas were wearing, you know, like everyone's doing yeah. that, right? <laughs> but this was back in the day where nobody was doing it. And she saw them and she said, what would other people think? And I looked at her and I said, what people and who cares? And you just have to have that energy. What people and who cares? Is it people who love you? Well, then people who love you should love you in leather pants or ratty sweatpants. Like it doesn't matter. And if it's people who you don't know or care about, who who cares? If the woman that I pass in the grocery store doesn't like my pants, I don't care. (laughs) I, I, I don't, it doesn't affect me. And I just think that we have to take our personal power back and, and say other people's opinions of me are not my problem. They're not any of my business. Now, you know, because you exist on the internet, people love to share their opinions with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Loudly. (laughs) Loudly. I got a woman who was like, I will never buy anything from you because I hate what you're wearing on your website. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to say to that. Like, should I go back and redo it? I'm but, not trying to make you buy my wardrobe. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, we just have to stop caring so much. And what you find is when you step out a little bit, all the comments that you thought you were going to get, what people are really thinking is, I wish I'd worn that. I wish I had the courage to wear that. I wish I'd put myself together like that. I wish I had that style. It's not what you, people aren't thinking what you think they're thinking. So now let's talk about clearance. Okay. I was going to say, I think even if people do think what you're worried about, you know, if they do judge you, I think that's really just people who are too afraid to wear what they want to wear. Which comes back to, I wish I had the courage to wear what she, right? Right, It all comes back to that. And people are so worried about themselves. They don't have time to worry about you for the most part. I mean, you know, there are always that those weirdos who don't have enough to do, um, <laughs> in which case I like, go clean your garage, but yeah, there's always something to do. Quit worrying about me. But for the most part, people are just concerned with themselves. 
Yeah. All right. Let's talk clearance. Yeah. This is such a hot button issue for me. Clearance will never solve any wardrobe problem. It is the cause of most wardrobe problems. Let's first of all, dig into what gets to clearance. Right. What made it to clearance? So I used to wear Old Navy and my husband, I still tease him because he's like, I bought the goldfish pants. I go, someone bought those. It was like, as soon as they came exactly. in, exactly, I was like, those are going to be on clearance. And they were for exactly. $1.97 <laughs> because they were hideous. It, now <laughs> there are a few one-offs in clearance, right? There is that skirt that got returned. There's a pair of jeans that who knows or a weird size, whatever. There are gems in clearance every once in a while, but the majority of clearance are things people didn't like. They're that perfect pair of pants that will solve all your wardrobe problems and make sure you have always have something to wear. It never made it to clearance. That, that perfect shell that goes under every cardigan or blazer that you own goes with everything easy to care for. It did not make it to clearance. Pieces that solve your wardrobe problems never made it to clearance. And so when I used to shop with clients, I wouldn't go to the clearance section. I just didn't go. You know, first of all, we're, we're on the clock here, honey. We have like three hours to solve your wardrobe problems. I'm not going, I'm not, I don't have time to hunt. Yeah. I'd say, well, you can go, you can go look if you want. You can go look if you want. But I was there to solve wardrobe problems. I was there to make sure that people could get dressed easily in a way that made them feel fantastic in clothes that actually made a wardrobe instead of just a collection of clothes. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, and they would say, well, you don't care about clearance. You don't, you know, you're not, I am so budget conscious. And when I, when I was working one-on-one with clients, I respect budgets so very much, but I also know that a hundred dollar pair of black pants is a, that's perfect for you is a much better deal than 50 pairs of $2 goldfish pants. Yes. Right. 50 pairs of goldfish pants or whatever else pants, they just create closet noise. They just create closet noise. And if the, if the best thing about an item is its price, walk away. If you see those goldfish pants and you go, I love goldfish pants. Those are amazing. I can make a hundred outfits with those. I'm going to look so cool. Buy the goldfish pants. If they happen to be on clearance, that's a bonus. But if you go and you say $2 pants, uh uh-uh. The more excited you are about the price, the more you should walk away. Oh, I love that. The yeah. only thing you're excited about, my favorite things in my wardrobe, I've had a little bit of like, oh, about the price. Like, oh, do I, oh, should I really? Oh, that's a lot of money, you know? But I love them and they're perfect. Now that doesn't mean that all of my wardrobe is like that. I have plenty of target things and why not, right? But if the only thing you're excited about is the price, it's not a good buy. It is not a good buy. So stay out of the clearance section. I love that. Like I, it's such a simple way to say it. Um, I'm trying to write it down. (laughs) (laughs) If you're only excited about the price, walk away. Yeah. Walk away. That's so true. And like you said, and something I've found is the more I call it like high maintenance shopping where I'm like, I know what I like. I know what I want to own. I know exactly, you know, what I'm coming in here for. And I refuse to leave with anything that doesn't make me feel absolutely amazing. Yeah. But a lot of times, like recently it was a dress that was maybe like listed or it was pricing was around 70 or something like that. 
And I don't even know, it wasn't on clearance. I don't even know how it happened. It was like some form of retail magic, but it was like $18. The the woman at the cash register was like, whoa, you really got a great deal. You know, how in the world? But I still picked the thing that felt really great. And like you're saying, like if it's on clearance or if it's marked down, that's a bonus. That's a bonus. That's a bonus. But I still left with like that high maintenance attitude. Yeah. Clearance also doesn't make anything fit you better or flatter you more. A no, lot most of, of what I got rid of was clearance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, with tags on, right? A lot of women put on a pair of cheap pants that they normally wouldn't have bought and they go, this is going to make me lose 15 pounds. No, it's not. No, it's not. There's actually no clothing, no matter how much you spend on it, that is going to make you change your habits. That is something that comes from within yourself. And then you go buy the clothes you like, but that external, that external thing doesn't exist. And especially in clearance pants, especially in clearance pants, you know, you go out for dinner, you're not like, Oh, I got a pair of $15 corduroys in my closet. I can't wear. I better, better have a salad. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So women become aspirational in the clearance section. Like maybe I'm the kind of person who wears a tool skirt with sequins. Maybe you're not. If you weren't a person that wanted to wear that when it was on the other side of the store, then, then you're not, then you're not. Yeah, no, I love that. And so like, what would you say to people? Cause you know, so many women hang on to like the two small jeans, the two small clothes. Mm-hmm. You, like you said, with that aspiration, like someday I'll get back there. Yeah. So I have been up and down the scale to bring it back to Oprah, like more times than Oprah, right? Like I have been, I have been a six and a 16. So I understand this. Here's what I know. Clothes that don't fit you mock you in the morning, but they don't motivate you during the day. And so we're going back to that flipping and the way you get dressed in the morning sets the tone for your entire day. So you're flipping and you're flipping and that's too small and that's too small. And how we feel about our clothes gets into our head, gets into our head. And all of a sudden, it's not just, I can't find anything to wear. It's, I can't find anything to wear. I feel bad about myself. How did I get to this weight? Blah, you know, it's not just like, oh, look at that. I'll be back in those someday. Like there isn't this detachment that we think there is about it. So stop looking at them. I would really love women to get rid of things that don't fit. I really would. And to what I will say is you need to put everything that doesn't fit on your body. And if you don't want to do it, you should just throw it away. But you should put everything that doesn't fit onto your body. And you need to see, what are we talking here? So many of my clients were like, wait, this fits. They they didn't even know because we start when we, when our body changes a little bit, we start shopping with our mind mirrors, right? It has no basis in reality. It's not an actual mirror. We gain five pounds and we're we think, oh, now I'm Ursula the sea witch or something like that's not what happened here. So you have to put those clothes on your body and maybe they fit, maybe they don't, but if they don't, how close are you? Okay, what is yeah. realistic here? And are you willing to do what it would take to get back into those things? So I spent three years, hardcore keto, hardcore, not a piece of bread, not a grape, nothing. I was so skinny. And then we moved. I was out of my kitchen for a couple months. Like it was just, it was hard and I will never be back there again, but I put on those little size six shorts and they barely made it over my no, butt self. And <laughs> 
I asked myself, do, do I want to do what it would take to get back into these? And I remember every birthday dinner being miserable. I remember vacations being less fun. I remember not eating my kid's birthday cake. No, no, I do not want to do what it would take to get back in there. And then it's like, okay, you can let them go. You can let them go. Yeah. So if it's realistic and you're willing to do what, what it would take to get back into those, pull them out of your closet. The only thing that should be hanging that you can see is your wardrobe. And it's important to understand what your wardrobe is. Your wardrobe is not all the clothes you own. Your wardrobe is all the clothes you can and do wear. So a lot of women think they have big wardrobes, but they really don't, right? They, yeah. they have just a few things. Get them out of there and put them in bins, put them in boxes, put them at, with the very smallest things, the things that you're farthest from getting back into, put those on the bottom and then layer them by size. So when and if your size does change, you go into that bin, you pull the next things out. You're not yeah. digging through it constantly. The other thing I know from being up and down the scale a million times is when you lose weight, the most exciting, fun thing in the world is not to wear your old clothes. Right, right. It just isn't. <laughs> you want to go buy something new. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, if I could wear it again, would I want to? You know, all yeah. of my pre-C-section jeans, nah, I'm, you know, <laughs> circa 2004 when Britney was big. Like, Aww. I don't want to wear those now. <laughs> Even if I could, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, not so much. Not they so probably much. were already not a fun thing to do when yeah. they were trending. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, on this one, I want women to understand that clothes are a better catalyst for change than they are a reward. Meaning what? Meaning that a lot of women deny themselves nice clothes because they feel like I have all these things in my closet that don't fit. And when I lose the weight, I'm going to go buy cute things. Clothes are a better catalyst for change than they are a re reward. When you put on a banging outfit for the size you are right now, for the life you live right now, you hold yourself differently. Yeah. You think, you know what? Maybe I will make that kale. You know, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, hey, you make different choices when you feel good about yourself. So frumping yourself into a better body has never been an, ex an effective strategy. It just hasn't. So hanging on to these things and looking at them every day and having them mock you in the morning and starting your day off with how you're not right for style. What a terrible way to live. Yeah. I might never lose weight. I might never be the size that I used to be but I have amazing clothes that make me excited to put them on. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah. yeah. So I also know you, I, you talk a lot about, um, or talk about body shape and dressing mm -hmm. for your body shape, which I thought was just genius. Cause I was listening to a recent episode of yours, the closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. And you were talking about, um, dressing for your body. And I had this aha moment where I was like, I have these jeans and they're flare jeans, which I was so excited to buy again. I'm like, oh my gosh, flare jeans are, are cool again. I love flare jeans. I was so excited to buy them. And I just don't ever wear them. And as soon as I heard your episode, I was like, oh, that's why. I think they just, they just fit weird. I'm not, I will most definitely find a better pair of flare jeans, but these ones yeah. in particular didn't work. Yeah. So how do you use the body shape to kind of help people find the right clothes for them? So going back just a little bit, I, growing up, I had a very difficult body shape to dress. I had the least common body shape was, is an apple means I'm bigger on top than I am on the bottom, on the bottom. Whenever I put on weight, it goes straight to my tummy. It's, it's rough. And growing up, I always felt like, why don't clothes work for me? 
Like, why is this so hard for me? Why don't they fit my, why don't I look like my friends? Maybe if I lost weight, maybe if I work out more, whatever. And so my love affair with clothes was always very one-sided. You know? yeah. clothes, style to me was like a bad boyfriend. Where I just kept oh. going back, but it was just never right. And then I made a career switch from corporate training in the restaurant industry into retail working for Chico's. And the first day of, of training, they teach everyone the four basic body shapes. And in five minutes, the woman was like, oh, you're an apple. Here's how you dress yourself. And I realized like the pants I'd been buying myself were never going to work, but it wasn't me. It was the pants. It wasn't me. It was the pants. All I needed was different pants. And then my love affair with clothes was on and I knew how to love clothes that loved me back. And I think a lot of women, and actually in that episode, I share a I share a DM I got from somebody who was unhappy with body shape advice because it felt like it's very limiting and that it puts women in boxes and, you know, we should just wear whatever we want. And to that, I say, absolutely. That is the ultimate goal of what I do is to get people to wear what they want. So my advice is not for women who, who feel like, who cares about their size or shape, whatever. They're just going to wear what they want and they feel confident. Fantastic. My advice for the women is for the women who buy those flare jeans and they don't know why they don't fit or why they don't look right. It's for the women who put on a shirt and, and, hate the way their tummy looks. It's not your tummy, it's the shirt. Buy a different shirt. In all the things that we can't fix in the world, pants are infinitely fixable. They are infinitely fixable. And all of, of the, the struggles that I had with shopping and wanting to love clothes and wanting to love the way I look were literally gone when I learned it wasn't me, it was the pants. So we can, we can just find better pants. And, you know, you talked about sort of that targeted shopping, right? Where you know what you want and you're going to go find it and you're not leaving without. A lot of women don't know how to do that because they don't know how to dress their body shape. Right. And I believe that women know when something looks good. We know you put it on and there's that immediately, you just brighten up in the mirror. I live for that look. We know, but we don't know how to get there. So we have to take all this stuff into a fitting room. We have to order all this stuff and nothing works. But what if you knew what to look for? What if you knew like me, that little one inch waistband with one button, that is the death of me. I cannot wear those. They feel terrible. They look terrible. They're uncomfortable. Okay. So when I come across those, I just flip on by. Yeah. When I find a wide waistband, I'm like, okay, those are going to work. When I find something that's a little, has a little bit of stretch through the waist, even better. You know, when I hold it up and I can see it's a straight waist instead of a curvy waist, golden. What if we could start shopping like that? And body shape should never be a rule of like, you're a pear, so you can't wear this. You're an apple, so you have to wear this. I, I feel like that's really, really limiting. And, you know, in, in our body shape class that we offer, I teach women to start with dressing the parts you love first, because I think every woman who hears about body shape, we come at it from a, how do you hide the worst parts of yourself? You know, what? That's what a, what a terrible way to get dressed. Right. Yeah. Everybody has good stuff. And if you're listening and you're like, I have nothing that I love, just start with the parts you hate least. Let's just start there, <laughs> but start with the part you hate least or the part that you like or the part that you love and celebrate that part then conceal the other parts that you don't love. You end up in the exact same spot, except now you have an appreciation for the good parts of you instead of just punishing yourself for your genetic makeup, which seems a little bit, you know, unfruitful. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's what, when you're talking about, you know, pants and finding the right size and 
dressing for your shape makes so much sense. When I think about when I was in about in high school, I could not find jeans that fit for the life of me. I think it was like, as I went through puberty, you know, part of me got curvier and my butt just stayed super flat. <laughs> so I could never find jeans that fit right. I worked at Old Navy. I tried on, I tried the corduroys. I tried the khakis. I tried the jeans and they all gave me like the diaper saggy butt effect. And I hated it. So I just wore like scrubs, like literal scrubs, pajama bottoms and all of that, like, because I couldn't find jeans. And it wasn't until maybe my junior year that I found a pair of jeans that fit right. And they were like the kind of stretch material. And they were, I wore one pair of jeans and I wore them constantly because it was so exciting to find something. Yeah. So to have had like a guiding post, someone, a guiding post saying, if you're not finding the right pair, maybe you should try this. Yeah. That sounds like such a time and energy saver. Huge, huge. I think something you said though, just a second ago was so profound that because you couldn't find the clothes you wanted to wear, you just wore scrubs and sweatpants. And that's what we do. That's what we do. And we convince ourselves that it's our bodies. So we just have to wear the, you know, the, the worst of what we can find. One of the best things, there's a lot of issues in, in the fashion industry right now. So I could, I could go on forever, tons of them, but one of the best things, probably the best thing is no matter what size you are, no matter what shape you are, no matter what style you are, it's out there. Yeah. Now you need to know how to find it. And that can be a little tricky, uh, but it's out there. We have to stop this idea that I can't find clothes that fit. I can't find clothes that flatter. You absolutely can. You absolutely can. They may not be right in Target. They may not be right, you know, front and center at Old Navy or Loft or even Nordstrom, but they're out there. I guarantee they're out there. So that's what I know you talk about the big shift, which it was kind of another aha moment for me when I heard you say this was, you know, before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. there was kind of more available style for everybody kind of thing. And then we went into pandemic and I think I'm like, I feel like everyone just binged all the nineties <laughs> movies and TV shows. They were like, she's all that friends. Yeah. Let's bring all that style back. And now, you know, women in their like thirties, forties, fifties are going to stores and finding nothing because yep. everything has changed so dramatically. So what do you recommend for people who want to kind of stay with the trends, but also know that there's certain parts of the trends that don't work for them? Yeah. Like that's just not their style. Yeah. So look, first of all, let's just kind of recap what happened because we went into the pandemic. We went into the pandemic. Oh, skinny jeans were still the thing, right? Maybe we were starting to get into some straight legs and, and all that kind of stuff, but skinnies were still the thing. Then we had this time where fashion was changing. You know, we, we continued to put out capsule guides all through the, all through the pandemic. So I know that things were changing, but when we all sort of emerged from our pandemic cocoon and joined the world again, style had done a 180 and our eyes normally kind of things slowly happen, but our eyes weren't used to it. First of all, it takes your eyes a while to get used to new styles. If I had a dollar for every woman who said, I would never wear skinny jeans, I'd be a rich woman. And now you can't pry the skinny jeans off their, you know, cold dead legs. I think I, I would owe you like a hundred bucks. So. Right. <laughs> I will never wear booties. Now you can't get them out of there. You know, it, it just takes a while. So you have to give yourself some time. The other thing that happened, and I was talking to my capsule guide creative director the other day, 
and we were talking about trying to find things for, you know, women of, of our age, 30s, 40s, 50s. And what happened is there used to be a much smaller chasm between what was trendy, right? When we, when we talk about trends, we're talking about what are you going to see in H&M, Zara, um, you know, the fast fashion, the Forever 21, all of those, and that kind of get distilled down into loft gap, all those things. But there was a, a much smaller chasm between the trends and what, for lack of a better term, real women were wearing, right? What was yeah. appropriate and practical for working from home, going to the grocery store, taking your kids out, going out with your husband, whatever. So we used to be able to source a lot of things from H&M and Zara and, and, and now we can't as much because there is a big gulf between those two things. And if you've been in stores and you're thinking to yourself, where would I wear that? Where would I wear that? You are not alone. That This is an actual thing. You're not crazy. It can be really challenging. And this is a huge challenge we've had in our capsule guides. One thing we do in our seasonal capsule guides is we want to show our women how to stay current looking without looking like their teenage daughters, without feeling silly. It's for women who want to feel current, but don't know how to get there. Yeah. So we look for ways, nods to a trend, right? We, so we were talking the other day, one of the big trends is sheer, sheer things. And we were laughing and we said, well, I can't imagine our women going to the grocery store in like bra and panties and a sheer dress over it. <laughs> we're not Probably doing that. <laughs> but we might do a nod to the trend if we can find a top with a sheer sleeve, right? Yeah. There are great ways. There are great ways to put trend into your wardrobe, even if the styles aren't working. Color is a great way for everyone to participate in a trend. Everyone. Because even if it's not the most flattering color for you, put it on the bottom, put it in your shoes, put it in your handbag. But brights are huge right now. Everyone can, I think every coloring has a bright they can wear. And if you don't put it on the bottom, but you look current, you look on trend. So finding things like pattern, accessories, shoes, without going full on into the trend is, is an easy way. And then also you're not rebuying every three months. That's really inefficient to be completely on trend all the time. It right, right. Because that's how I feel. I feel like I got a really good grip on what I like, what I want to wear. And now just lately, like the last few months, I've really felt like kind of stuck, but I'm not finding it's, I can't shop the same as I used to. I used to go and do the flip. I knew exactly what, what I liked. I knew what I wore. I knew it was going to work for me. And now I'm like, everything is crop tops. And I, I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. Yeah. It's interesting to see too. You have to look at like why everything works together in fashion, right? So when we had skinny jeans, when they were the thing, the formula with skinny jeans, the proportion is long over lean. And then pants started to get a little bit wider. Wider pants and long shirts is too much fabric and gets frumpy. So as pants got wider, tops got shorter. Like it all works together. It all works together. But you can still, longer tops that aren't cropped, they're out there. They're out there. And then you can always give them like a little half tuck to shorten the length a little bit with, you know, still covering everything that you want to cover. There are ways to look current without jumping into the whole 90s thing. Yeah. It yeah. is, it is wild. It is wild. 
Yeah. I love me a good half tuck. So for sure. <laughs> oh, best. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do if that becomes, you know, if that goes out of style. I don't think it will. It's so no, we'll, we'll keep it in. We'll keep it here. Oh, I'm going to keep doing it. I don't care. I don't care. No, that's, I love that. So what would be your biggest recommendation? Cause I'm all about, you know, filtering through and getting rid of, cause I think so often we hang on to stuff, um, for all the wrong reasons. Like you were saying sizes that don't fit or because it was on clearance or, you know, I used to buy stuff because it was like, Oh, I, yeah, the, uh, the shoulds, I feel like I should dress this way. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you recommend people get started who really want to just own what they love? All right. So I love that you asked this question right now. We are in the middle of our annual closet clean out, uh, in our membership. It's something we do every single year. And I have a course on, on how to do it, but you know, people buy courses and they take courses and they never do it. And tackling your closet is such a daunting task. A, such a daunting task. So we break it down into daily tasks that we do for two weeks, Monday through Friday. And at the end, everyone's closet is edited and organized. It's amazing. But so we're on day four. Today is the first day they're actually touching clothes in, in terms of getting rid of things because there's a lot of pre-work that we do. And the first thing I have them do is write down, really think about this. Don't rush through it. Their style goals, their wardrobe goals, goals and their closet goals. And I'll break those down for you. Your style goals are how you want to look. It's three words that describe how you want to look. So if somebody was describing you, they would say, oh, I love Renee. She's always so chic and classic. And I don't know, funky, whatever you want that to be. However, there are, there's no wrong words except for the two I'm going to give you, but and your words just have to make sense to you. So one of my words is polished and, and people say, well, what does that mean? I don't know. What does it mean to you? To me, it means that my clothes fit well, they're in good condition and they always have a little bit of refinement to them. I don't like looking frumpy. Polished to me is the opposite of frumpy. The two words that people always get hung up on when they want to describe their style are casual and comfortable. Neither of those are style words. If someone comes up to you and says, oh, you look so comfortable today. You're wearing pajamas or sweats, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're in those cozy clothes. We don't, we want to feel comfortable. We don't want to look comfortable. So then we go to our wardrobe goals. Your wardrobe is how you want your clothes to feel and how you want your clothes to function. My words are casual, comfortable, and versatile. Okay. Okay. I want my clothes to be comfortable. I sit here in my home office pretty much every day. I don't see clients anymore. I'm not sitting here in like sheath dresses and blazers and heels. (laughs) Like that would just be weird. Why would I do that? So I want it to be comfortable. I do live a fairly casual life. So I will either say, you know, casual or practical, maybe practical is a better word because I want it to really be appropriate for my lifestyle and then versatile. I want all of my clothes to kind of talk to each other. So I don't have all these one-offs in my closet. That makes sense. Yeah. Separating those two and really deciding how do you want to look and what do you want your clothes to be? They're amazing guiding principles for editing your wardrobe. Then the last one is closet goals. I think of closet as anything that holds your clothing. So it could be your dresser. It could be your closet. What do you want that to be? Do you want that to be one of my closet goals for years was to get into one closet. You know, we moved, we used to have bigger closets and now we share a tiny walk-in. I found myself like editing my wardrobe twice a year, spending an entire day moving things up and down. No, 
moving clothes you don't want to wear <laughs> when yeah. you don't wear is silly. It's silly. So that's one of my classicals, but it could for years, it could be to, you know, have better lighting. It could be to have all your hangers matching, whatever, whatever it is. So deciding on those three goals is so important because most of photo, which is fear of throwing out comes because you don't know how you want to look or what you need your clothes to do. Yeah. So once you figure those two things out, then you edit your closet or you organize your closet the everyday style way, which is items grouped together by type, not colors. We're going to let go of this whole, you know, skittle, wear the, wear the rainbow organizational method. It's not efficient. It is not efficient. So gather up all of your tops and then organize them by sleeve length from sleeveless all the way down to long sleeves, cardigans and jackets together, sleeve length. Pants, if you can hang them long, I'm a big fan. Hem length. Dresses, you can do by sleeve or hem. Skirts by hem. Just put them together. What happens is you think, oh my goodness, I need to stop buying cardigans. I have 40 cardigans. Because when they're all you know, in different parts of your closet, you don't really realize that you might have a problem buying the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So- that's the second thing you do. And then the first pass is just get rid of everything you know you don't like without even trying it on. Just start there. Everything that needs more repair than is possible or that you're willing to do. Um, Anything that you are saving for an emergency that has not yet happened, right? Um, If the house is on fire, I'm going to wear these pants. No, you're not. No, you're not. You (laughs) You can let those go. You can let those go. Everything that you're saving for someday I will give a million dollars to anyone who can find someday on a traditional calendar. It's not there. It's not going to (laughs) happen. I know. It's a safe bet, right? Someone's going to call me on this someday, but it's not there. It's not there. You cannot find someday on, on a calendar. So anything you're saving for someday, oh, I'll wear it when it's really cold. Okay. Well, has it been cold in the last five years? Yes. Have you worn it? No, it's really scratchy there will never be a day you want to put on a scratchy sweater. Right. Never. You're going to put on an extra sweatshirt and a blanket, but you're not going to put on that scratchy sweater or the pants that don't fit right or the dress that is unflattering that you feel bad in. You'll never do it. No, that's so funny that you say that. And I'm more and more realizing myself, like texture is really a thing. If, if it doesn't feel good on my skin, yeah, I don't want it. I think that's an interesting thing about clothes over the last even decade, two decades, as I have been editing wardrobes with people or even shopping vintage, the clothes don't feel very nice, right? So (laughs) you pick up a sweater, you're like, oh, that's scratchy. I don't want that. We have come a long way in terms of textiles and wearability. I had this client and she had hung on to all these. They were lined pants. They were lined pants and she used to wear them to work. Okay, nobody's lining pants anymore. So she felt like she had to keep them. They were great quality. And we pulled them out. They were actually in dress bags. And she said, oh, these feel terrible because they were scratchy, scratchy wool. Yeah. yeah. That's why we lined pants, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You'd get hives if you didn't. So what do you tell the people? So I, just because you're talking about the lined pants type thing, my aunt, I always think about this because she, she got rid of her, like everything in her house. They basically cleared house and they moved um, after they retired, they moved to a warmer state. Ah, yes. Smart people. Yeah. Um, but she said she had a really tough time with her work clothes because she was a really big, she was really proud of her career. She built a really big career. She did a lot of great things. 
Um, so she had all of these clothes that she truly loved and were a big part of her life, but now she knew she wasn't going to need them in the next stage of life. Do you have any, any ideas on how people can make a transition yeah. to, you know, a more stay at home wardrobe from, and I think that's something that a lot of people are probably going through right now where they've got their work wardrobe, but it's not really functional for their current wardrobe. How do you make the shift? I think a lot of people hang on to clothes for two reasons. One is guilt. The second is memories, right? Guilt. We either, someone gave it to us or the bigger thing is that we spent money on it. And we think that by keeping these things, we will recoup the loss. That is a conversation for another day. The money is gone. No. The other reason we keep it is memories. And it's, we remember when we could wear it, which we've kind of already talked about. And we, re, we remember when we did wear it. And for women, memory and clothing are so tightly ingrained, so tightly ingrained. But the clothes are not the memory. The memory is the memory. And yeah. so it, it really goes back to understanding what your wardrobe is. Your wardrobe is all the clothes that you can and do wear. It's not all the clothes that you could wear 15 years ago or you did wear 15 years ago. And one thing I have said for many, many years is that you, your closet should be the boutique you shop from each morning. Yeah. If there was a boutique you went to and all they had were clothes that were a little too small that maybe you could wear someday, you wouldn't want to go to that boutique. That is a terrible boutique. It makes you feel bad about yourself. If you go to that boutique and all they had were clothes that you could wear to your work 15 years ago, why would you go there? That boutique doesn't have anything, anything for you today. So the first thing is to put things into your wardrobe for now. The second thing is to get the clothes that are just a memory out of there. If they're just a memory, and I had a client and I said, she had so many memory clothes, like, oh, I wore this to my best friend's bridal shower. What? <laughs> is that really a significant memory for you? I understand maybe your own bridal shower, but your friends? No. I said, okay, well, let's like make a memory box and hang it on the wall because this is such a special memory. And she said, no, I wouldn't do that. Like the idea of that was crazy to her. Yeah, yeah. Which absolutely it is. But it's the same thing. It, if you're not willing to take that next step and say, this is such an important memory, I want to archive it, then it's really not that important. Yeah. If you're not ready to part with it yet, just put it into bins. Then you can get rid of it next year when you've realized that the memory is gone. It is really hard to let go of a person that we used to be. And the wardrobe was a big part of the person we used to be, but we need to make space for the person that we are right now without the noise with that. Yeah. I used to go fun places. I really did. Boy, I went a lot of fun places. I used to speak on stage a lot when we were in, in DC, I had speaking engagements a couple times a month. I don't have that here, but looking at all the fabulous things I used to wear doesn't help me. Doesn't help me. If I'm not going to go back to that life, the clothes don't help me at all. And, and so we, we just have to look at it like making space for the person that we are today. And if it's just a memory, box it up or take a picture. Don't just don't look at it every day. Let's just start with that. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. That's so great. And there's so much amazing wisdom dropped in here. Um, how where are the best places for people to find and connect with you who want to keep seeing everything that you share um, and all the wisdom you have around building a, a, a healthy, happy wardrobe? 
So my website is youreverydaystyle.com. Y-O-U-R everydaystyle.com. My podcast is the Everyday Style School and it's on all the all the major platforms or you can find it on our website, on socials, Instagram and Facebook. I'm Everyday Style with Jen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen. This was amazing. I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and talk all things clothes. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love. Until next time.